meal breaks, rest breaks, overtime pay. All of these things come into play, all of which were violated. Interestingly enough, because you're there to find love, okay? Not eat food. But you're right. I think the contestants should own the means of seduction. <laughs> Good night. Hey Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that is our cold open. Welcome to the show. Uh, so good to have you here. Uh, glad you press play on this fine Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever the hell you're listening to this show. Uh, I am Francesca Fiorentini. You know that. That's why you're here. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> I know. Really happy to have you. Everything in my teeth. Uh, podcast audience, do I have anything in my teeth? Um, happy to have you here. We have a very fun show, very packed. I'm wearing red for a reason because it is a hot labor summer, especially here in Los Angeles. We're going to get into all of that strike updates between the WGA uh, and SAG strikes. More uh, industries or sectors of the same industry threatening to strike or th threatening to unionize, which is the first step. Um, so we will give you updates on all of that. Uh, then um, also not a unionized workforce, but children. Looks like uh, we abolished child labor for a reason in this country uh, 150 years ago or so. Um, and no less than that, but you know what I'm saying? It was a while ago, people, uh, but now it's back. So, hey, uh, child labor uncanceled itself. Um, so score one for the right, I guess. Uh, and then finally, you know, as we were doing the show last Tuesday, uh, the indictment charges from Jack Smith, the second, the third indictment, the second from Jack Smith's, uh, came down the pike. These are the ones related to January 6th and um, trying to overturn a Democratic election. So them's be the charges against Donald Trump, in case you forgot who we were talking about, in case you forgot the man who has completely ruined all of our lives, like, like, like forever. Like there's no undoing. Like if, if, if a tech bro could invent a way to undo Trump from my brain, absolutely have at it. Like, I don't, I don't care. I want that. If Neuralink, if the experiments on monkeys are in the service of deleting the phrase and word and memory of Donald Trump from my brain, I don't care how many monkeys have to die. Literally don't like kill them all. Anyway, uh, we're going to get into what we think is going to happen uh, in the indictment in an edition of My Sources Say. So a little bit of peering into our own crystal ball. What will happen come 2024? What's going to happen with this particular indictment? Uh, and we'll get into all of that at the end of the show. And I didn't even say who's joining me. Dan Evans is here. Dan from the internet is back, as well as comedian James Fritz back in the program. It's going to be so good. Um, I'm I'm stoked. Honestly, you should be too. That's why you're clicking all the buttons right now. You, you, I don't just palm the keyboard. All right, just like the like things, share the share things. Let people know what you're listening to. Obviously, give this podcast five stars on all the platforms, but particularly on Apple Podcasts. Helps people discover the show. Uh, whoa, I press play. 
But uh, yeah, five stars, please. Thank you. Uh, no. <laughs> and remember, this isn't the only part of the show. We have a Friday show as well. It's called The Bonus Bish. It streams every single Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. So same time, but just on a Friday. And it is free to watch. But if you want to watch it back, if you want to catch up on stuff you missed, if you want to hear about how we talk about Jordan Peterson being duped by what effectively was like Japanese mass jerk-off porn, um, you'll want to become a patron of this show, obviously, for that story. Patreon.com slash Pituation Room is where you go to get access to all that bonus content, but also really support this goddamn show and all the wonderful uh, thinkers and activists and comedians that we have on, writers, people who are currently on strike. Um, so I hope you have both seen them live, gone to support their shows live, wherever they're touring, uh, but that also... Um, you support me in bringing them on the show <laughs> and eventually working towards me being able to actually like compensate all of my guests. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. This shit, this shit is tough. It is tough. All right. The stream from your home. I shouldn't know. Um, but anyway, uh, that being said, uh, it, it's we there's a small mighty team who is compensated that works on this show and literally every single patron all you new patrons, I see you, uh, you are, it's helping us tremendously, making the show sustainable and growing it. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, this Friday, I've got two stories on the docket I already know I want to talk about. Apparently, a lot of nonprofits have been taking money from a millionaire who has a pro-China agenda. Interesting stuff. We'll get into whether that is problematic, uh, to say the least. Um, and I'm curious about your thoughts, but I'll dive into that. That was a New York Times uh, investigation into it. Uh, and I know a lot of the organizations and I know people who've even like, you know, taken like gotten uh, uh, money from this person, but not under any like you must be pro China heretofore. But um, but yeah, so we'll dig into that. And then also. Um, what is it? World crypto. There's some new cryptocurrency, and this, guys, they figured it out. We're scanning eyeballs now. See, here's the thing about eyeballs is not, they are fungible. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's what the new crypto bros are saying, that this is the way forward, um, eyeball scans. And that's how we're going to create a new currency that can avoid, you know, sort of federal oversight and everyone can get rich, except when we have to come collect your eyeballs but that will never happen probably so we'll talk about that on friday um it's called world coin so it's like the world star of crypto world coin so look forward to that on friday but for now everybody you know what to do get your bitch caps on right now because this is what are you bitching about Okay, here we go. Uh, we don't have a we don't have a uh, segment intro for this, but from time to time, I like to check in on my friend Bill Maher, the political comedian. Yuck, yuck, yuck! That makes me never want to tell a joke, even remotely related to politics, for the rest of my life. The guy who straight up like reads other people's jokes for the first time live on air and then laughs out loud at them. 
the guy again who cannot pay people on Santa Monica Pier to come see his live taping. It's pretty sad. And of course, he's the guy who likes to reach across the aisle and have Milo Yiannopoulos and Elon Musk and just sort of crawl up Elon Musk's asshole and make him make Elon feel uncomfortable. Like Elon is a guy who's so used to people living on like the on his ass like barnacles. And even the interview that he did with Bill Maher made Elon uncomfortable. Like I watched that whole thing we talked about on this show. Like he was uncomfortable. So that's Bill Maher for you. He's, He's fallen from grace, if you will, um, if there ever was any. So Bill Maher uh, saw Barbie this weekend, and so did I. Oh, my God, twins. And I love this movie. Uh, I was, I, I really like this movie, and, and y'all know I, I hate Barbie. Barbie is a fascist, to quote the movie. Uh, that's right. They say the F word in, uh, in, in the Barbie movie. I thought it was really, really good. It felt like kind of a 101 of gender studies that, yeah, sponsored by a massive corporation that has a lot to do with why people have complexes anyway, especially women. Um, I'm not sure if any man in the real world ever felt like, you know, I feel like Ken is like not a fully realized person. And like, that really hurts. That's why I never played with Ken. It's like, no, no. Um, and fucking, as I've, I say in my stand-up, nobody wastes money on a Ken doll, all right? You can't even brush his hair. He's just there. And, like, young girls aren't, like, into, like, muscles or abs. Although nearly 40-year-old me watching Ryan Gosling dance, <laughs> yeah. I had to go be my, by myself for a while. Uh, so I went to the bathroom and masturbated and I came back. Look, it's a perfectly normal experience going to the movies. Okay, I digress. I'm sorry. This is getting out of hand. The point is Bill Maher has an opinion about Barbie. He was very upset about the incredibly like 1980, like 1978 basic analysis of like sexism and patriarchy and like male domination and a lack of female representation and women having to cater to men in all aspects of their lives and trying to make themselves small and sit in the back seat and blah, 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 all that shit. Like the most 101 stuff that feels like, I think surprisingly didn't feel bantery or preachy. And y'all know I'm a, I'm a raging leftist. Like, I don't, I love preachy. Michael Moore films, love them. Are they preachy? Yeah, that's all they are. It's just a lot of preach. And I love it. This one, I was like waiting to feel, and it's so fucked. Because I think the one person they did dirty was the pregnant Barbie. Because I'm like, yo, let's represent, like get that pregnant Barbie a, a goddamn martini, okay? Because she can drink. Because in Barbie land, one drink is chill when you're pregnant. But um, like, I think, where was I going with this? Like, I, I was afraid it would be too much, like, too on the nose. Like, the Supreme Court justices are all women, and they didn't do any kind of, like, unlike now, wink, you know, or, like, oh, too bad we don't have bodily autonomy, even though it is relevant and important and interesting. They did, they did have a pretty big separation between the hell we live in now and uh, and commentary they could have made, and the movie itself, which was largely entertaining and kind of like um, timeless in a way. There, I said it. Mattel, sponsor the show. The Bituation Room brought to you by Mattel. Make a Barbie of me. Okay, there already is. She's Barbie's girlfriend. But anyway, 
She is. Uh, okay. Real quick, what did Bill Maher have to say? How was he so triggy triggied? Um, all right. He says, okay, Barbie, I was hoping it wouldn't be preachy, man-hating, and a quote, and this is my favorite, when when boomers do hashtags, like, I love when boomers just make up hashtags, like, like it's gonna be a thing now because someone told them when you hashtag something, it becomes a thing. So his new thing is, uh, preachy, man-hating, and a hashtag zombie lie. Alas, it was all three. What is a zombie lie? Ooh, pray tell. Something that never was true, but certain people refuse to stop saying. Tax cuts for the rich increases revenues, etc. What? Oh God, oh God, oh God. So now he's just being like fragile as a non-billionaire and probably not even a millionaire uh, or something that used to be true, but no longer is. But certain people pretend it's true. Barbie is this kind of hashtag zombie lie. Spoiler alert, Barbie fights the patriarchy right up to the Mattel board who created her consisting of 12 white men. The patriarchy, except there is a Mattel board in real life. It's seven men and five women. Okay, not perfect, even Steven, but not in the way the board in the movie would take place in 2023. Anyway, at the end, he's basically like, how could I know about the patriarchy? Ironically, I'm a man. That argument is so old and silly. Of course, none of us know exactly what others in life go through, but I can see the world around me. <laughs> Look, I understand what women go through because guess what? I see women. I see them. Ergo. Look, I don't know any, I don't need to study like civil rights history. I see black people. Yeah, I see them. Like, Word, word. Like, oh, you see them through your eyes of like, you know, sad boomer white dude privilege. Tight, tight, tight. Um, I see women. Um, I see the world around me. <sighs> People, blah, 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 blah. So basically he's back to the board. He's really obsessed with like the, the Mattel board is all men. And it's like, hey, hey, excuse me, Bill. Hey, Bill. Bill, you okay? Bill, first of all, you okay? You okay, dude? Hey, come here. Crack it. So, um. Here's the thing about like fiction, dude. Like sometimes it's like symbolic, you know? It's like not exactly what is in the real world, but they um see when you I I know you you don't write jokes anymore, but sometimes when you write a joke or like a story, um you use something called exaggeration and it usually makes a point. It's kind of shorthand. Um because if you don't do that, things just become kind of like boring. Um and just kind of like your show so uh, and you're like your takes on the internet so anyway um speaking of shorthand i could really help you edit this tweet down to just be like i'm afraid and i did like it but i still hate it and i need you to be think of me as relevant everyone's got to have a barbie take and yeah this video will be clipped up to be my barbie take uh but i don't give a shit man because i'm not a millionaire and i don't have bill mars platform so um you, he, the best part about this whole thing is he liked it. <laughs> I love the whole Barbie backlash is just dudes grappling with the fact that they liked it. And then they were like, what? Must think of an angle to prove why me liking it was just some grand propaganda ploy. It's okay. You can like it. It's a fucking Hollywood movie that made a billion dollars by Discovery. Or excuse me, Time Warner Discovery, Zaslav. Which, yes, if you don't hiss at the WB logo when it comes on, you're not an ally. And with that, uh, thus concludes this edition of OK Boomer. Cue music.
And let's bring in my guest for the rest of the show. Uh, now that I've taken a lot of time, uh, he is the co-host of Good Morning Bad News, Power Report, and Audio Face Music News and Reviews. Please welcome Dan Evans. Hello. Good to be with you. Dan, welcome. Uh, I'm going to bring in my other guest as well so we can all just sort of throw down together. Stand-up comedian writer, works on the Frankie Quinones show podcast, and his album Still Together was released by a special thing records that everyone should be checking out. James Fritz. Hello. How dare you? <laughs> oh, yeah? You Talk about fellow comedian that way. <laughs> Wait, what did I say? I'm kidding. I just can't believe. It... Oh, oh, with oh, dragging my own kind? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on now. You know, solid, a fellow solidarity. i'm like fellow comedian <laughs> that yeah i know nothing about jokes or anything about comedy but usually you have to usually to be a member of anything you have to participate in that and i don't think bill maher has actually made me laugh or told a joke in years a exactly i just can't believe yeah, was preachy like... as a criticism from bill maher is is also is zombie <laughs> Zombie Lies is a bit he did in 2015. So, oh like, God. I know he has no new material, but, like, man. I see. Man. Zombie Lies. And I'm sure it was about Trump. Yeah. Which has now been all turned on its head because woke is the real enemy. Right. Uh, the new grift. You um, know, and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, the new grift. He's new still grift. upset anyway. from lockdown when he couldn't buy hookers. I, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure that's the root cause of this. I mean, like, first of all, sex workers, and I'm sorry. totally let's leave. He calls them that. No, no, no. No, he he does. He loves, oh, he loves calling them hookers. It's like the one thing I've written. It's so funny. I've written packets for him. And they're like, ooh, you, because by the way, speaking, well, we don't have to get into it too much. But speaking, speaking of representation in a fucking workplace, his writer's room is not representative at all. It's, I believe, maybe 99% male. Um, so I just want to put that out See there. above about the jokes. <laughs> Hasn't been funny in a while, that's why. Oh, exactly. No, and I actually think some of the jokes are good, but you're like, oh, you definitely didn't write that, whatever. And I know some people who who work on his show, and it's like, all right. But whatever, it's, it's, uh, it's so funny that he does, he loves like just still saying hookers because it's like, you know, he refuses to not. And it's true that his relationship to women, at least his love interest, uh, happens to be, yeah, high, buying them. You know, <laughs> like, like, like everyone knows that. That's like sort of a well-known thing about right. Bill Maher. Um, but anyway, James Fritz, what are you bitching about this Tuesday? Oh man, well, R.I.P. Women's sports. The right wing is very upset, or very happy rather, that the U.S. women's team lost um, because <laughs> it's unclear what they are. I yeah, they love America. And so they're mad at them because they hate America. So they're rooting for America to lose. It's very complicated. It's so hard to keep up with conservatives and their opinions of sports. I grew up in the South among a lot of con conservatives. And those old conservatives would be shocked to learn that in the future, they would care so much about women's soccer, swimming, volleyball. <laughs> 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 like all of a sudden they really care about, about these sports you know it's it's and uh, absolutely they were like oh shit the matriarchy does happen you're like oh no 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 it's not for the reasons you think <laughs> yeah so so yeah it was sad you know the uh, usa went out the women's world cup national team went out on in the round of 16 de defeated by sweden in penalties right. 
So an incredibly close game. Um, Megan Rapino did miss her penalty shot, which honestly it sucks, but like Messi has missed penalties in fucking finals. Luckily yeah. this last world cup, he didn't, yeah. but like he like stars miss uh, shots all the time. Yeah. And of course, what did the right do? They freaked the F out uh, about how that's what they deserve. They lost the penalties and lost yeah. to Sweden because James, can you fill well, in that blank was, for in me? the moment she took that penalty shot she was too woke so she missed right, it right 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 that's yeah. how wokeism yeah, yeah, yeah. works if you're too woke it can fluctuate in the moment so like you want to be like a sexist pig when you're playing a sport because that way you'll never yeah lose. yeah you want to like utter a, a some kind of racial sure. slur if you, as you kick if the you ball. want the ball to it's go soccer in. after all yeah. international soccer <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's, that exactly. That's be some Just echo what they're saying in the stands. Um, no, but they won so the true. last two tournaments. Like, but and, like they're not losers. Right. They've won more. Donald Trump released this crazy statement. He's oh, he's lost Can the popular you, you have vote it? twice. <laughs> he's only won because of the electoral college, which is the penalty kick of politics. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, many of our players do have to. Many of our players were. Many of our players. <laughs> many. Of, Everyone do it simultaneously <laughs> in different American. Trump impressions. All right, let me stick my gut out. Ugh. All right, <laughs> you gotta really have relaxed bowels. That's the key. Many of our players were openly hostile to America. No other country behaved in such a manner, a manner, or even close. Woke equals failure. Nice. <laughs> this is the best. Nice shot, Megan. The USA is going to hell. <laughs> and here's my favorite. Here's, MAGA. Here's my, yeah, here's my, here's my second rant. Um, this leads to my bigger problem. And he goes, uh, it's fully emblematic, which I didn't know he knew that word. It's fully emblematic know. of what is happening to our once great nation under crooked Joe Biden. Can't the using crooked that was Hillary's thing? You can't just use the yeah. same. It drives yeah. me crazy because the one thing I expected out of Trump, Trump was fresh material, fresh zingers. I know he's 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 slipping as a roast battler, is what I'm. Yeah, saying. I thought he was sleepy, right? You know, but I love that somehow Joe Biden being president it like has to do with the USA women's team, which they don't really give a shit about. <laughs> yes. And absolutely, if they won again this year, they would say literally nothing. Yeah. Unless, I don't know, um, Megan Rapinoe like took off her shirt to reveal her sports bra. Something, right. someone did something to show some kind of uh, expression. Exactly, yeah. there might be a problem. But no, this is their whole thing of like, it's, I mean, Trump embodies it perfectly, which is like, Somehow the women's team, I think not even because they like knelt at one point during a game, not even because they mm. argued for equal pay for their winning mm. team, but just because they're women in sports. Sure. And if women in sports lost, like, see, we gave you a chance and you fucking lost. Well, I mean, that's the I reason. Mean, what about when they won? Yeah. Well, that's what's so extra cynical about that being the arena that they're fighting trans people and because it's such a cynical move like you never gave a crap about women's sports before i don't know exactly but exactly um dan let's 
let's switch gears, but also very relevant this week. What are, uh, well, I know because you told me, but what are you bitching about? <laughs> yeah, it, it all kind of works into this because in the Bill Maher part and in the women's sports part, we kind of have talked about how Republicans have taken uh, the phrase like wokeness away from, you know, this was originally used in black culture to mean like a good thing. Like, okay, you're right. woke, you're aware about systemic injustices. Now it's taken away and a Republican uses woke and then they're able to like build a Patreon like within mm -hmm. five days, stuff like that. So that's the game <laughs> now. Um, my thing, I'm mostly celebrating, but also trying to make sure this is not another thing that white Republicans take away from us, another piece of black joy <laughs> that's taken away from us. And that is the uh, Montgomery, Alabama, you know, uh, rassle on the river, whatever you want to call it. on the river, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I've, hopefully people have seen the video right now. There's, it's just so chaotic. Like, it, it's a Michael Bay production. <laughs> like, I, I, I've talked with uh, different circles of my Black friends about, like, what was our favorite moment of the video? And we all have different right. opinions. The guy swimming uh. um, off of the boat to come, like, rescue the security guard who's being, <laughs> the original, again, it's like started by, these white boaters accosting the security guard because they were parked in the wrong place and this other larger ship was supposed to dock and then this security guard is uh completely handling it by himself at one yes. point my favorite part the hat toss he does yeah. at the beginning hat toss dukes up that's how you know it's ready to go right? okay so tell me because because there's a million <laughs> different angles and videos of this but right so the security guard gets like he he puts the the white boat owners put hands on him first Yes, and does yes. he throw he then throws up his own hat and puts up his fists? Yeah, so he's wearing a hat the whole time and or during the beginning. Uh -huh. And when the white bone owners start to get rowdy and they start to like kind of jump him, it's like two or three guys to my understanding. There's a lady there at a moment. Mm -hmm. Um a lady. but yeah, the first guy kind of comes <laughs> at her and the first guy kind of comes at him rather, the security guard. And then security guard goes, Okay, we're fighting. And he just tosses his cap into the great air, toss. Like, like a frisbee. Yeah. Just perfect. It's like excellent. Like it's, it's you feel like um I'm forgetting like the name Hans Zimmer, like some <laughs> composers about yeah. to do like a, an action scene because everything is going on. You have people swimming from the boat. You have people coming all around, yes. black folks mainly defending this uh, security guard right. until the police come and kind of break everything up. Um, as of just a moment ago, there was a, a press conference where we did hear that it should be the three white people who were in charge of this overall were getting arrested, but mainly. This has just been one of those rare moments on like the black internet where we're all just like celebrating and enjoying it. <laughs> Don't take this away from us. I will start yeah. bitching if it's taken away from us. Well, right. And and it is like, it is, you know, there's a lot to it. Obviously, this is the South. This is Montgomery, Alabama. There's a civil rights history there. There is us, like I believe on that same dock, there are slaves were, uh, enslaved people were sold, bought and sold right there. And so there this is not just any old place in the country where white people are taking a justified beating yeah um it, it this is this means a lot and it's true like i was like i'm i was waiting i was watching it and i was like you know do we go over overboard here like how can me and my you know like half white half asian sensibilities be sort of appeased at this moment <laughs> and is there anything i wouldn't have done but no and you know there the a folding chair is used at one point um <laughs> can't forget the chair very very funny and also it's then used to hit like a woman who's just sitting on the ground kind of like randomly which i was like that that's a little low blow but at the same time guys this is one of those folding chairs that's like you can't even sit in it for more than 10 minutes before you have to let your back is like 
completely in a million pieces because it's so flimsy. So it's like one it's of like those a like, airline seat. It's really yeah, not yeah. That it's not really hurting anyone. That she was fine. <laughs> well, you know, but yeah. let's use their logic. She shouldn't have been hanging out among all that in that bad what was part she doing of there in the town. First place? <laughs> no, she, she she definitely kept some bad company, and you know, right. if she had stayed home, maybe if her family was involved in yes, the hospital doing her upbringing, exactly. then she wouldn't have gotten herself in the trouble. But yeah, I, I want to be very clear because I'm joking around a lot with this. This is not like because uh, last week then world political news there was um the leader of the south african leftist political party who was leading a chant going like basically kill the white people kill the white farmers referencing a um apartheid right. song and so i don't want especially because those i'll remain nameless um large white leftist streamers love to get into these issues and pretend to know things oh, um, i don't want i don't want regular people to think that okay deep down black people want to kill whitey because like that's that's the fear that republicans are going to use mm. this was this is not start this started by these white folks yeah. having like taking up the parking space and then attacking the security guard yeah this was this was a result of that and if we go down to that layer of like yeah this is out this is the deep south in alabama this is um a lot of racial dynamics both in history and in the present day which is how people are treated in the south yeah, black right. people are treated in the south it's a lot going on right there but these people don't want to address those issues right. they're going to be talking about like what you know racial thing we could make out of it but again like this is just this is a moment. It's, it's just an encapsulated moment. This is just a nugget of time. We talk about horrible news a lot on the show. Yeah. This is something that was just relatively funny. Like <laughs> the good guys won. Right. So yeah. no, no, no. I think yeah. it's beautiful. I think it is beautiful, and uh, I think it is important to like, yeah, savor this moment before there's you know Fox News obviously is going to have their own thing to say about it. And like the last thing I'm going to say is. There was no audio, or at least not a lot of audio that we could hear on the ground, but who knows the kind of epithets that were being hurled. You can only imagine a lot of places that aren't the Deep South, where just some random Karen is like suddenly throwing around, whips out the N-word, or like, you know, calls, tells someone to speak English, or makes it racial when it is not yeah. necessarily overtly racial. And it was a mob of white people. It was not one on, it was not a one-on-one -on -one thing, like, they black people grow up around race racial violence and they see a mob of white people attacking a black worker like, <laughs> right, 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 right. they did the right thing <laughs> yes yes they fucking did um this is amazing i we may we gotta run that video back at some point and play that under, under this, i highly everybody... recommend the recreation at the swimming pool that was Beautiful oh, yes. black and white unity where they were, they reenact uh, a group of people reenacted it, and it's so funny. I agree. This oh, is God. a positive this, story. This <laughs> My is, favorite yeah. meme was someone said uh, they just got their open carry permit, and it was a folding chair attached to a zip tie on their belt. <laughs> <laughs> the memes are fire right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, all right, well, let's switch gears. We got to get into what happened this week, specifically a lot of labor news. This is the week where. So updates on the Hollywood strikes. Um, this week, the WGA met with the AMPTP, uh, Carol Lombardini, and uh, those those negotiations broke down real quick. Um, uh, they met for the first time in more than three months. Remember, the MPTP refused to come to the table. They finally did, but they failed to reach an agreement to resume contract negotiations. Their inability to agree on the terms for returning to the bargaining table, which is, again, this like preempt, it's like 
two steps before you even talk, comes after mu their much anticipated meeting to discuss a possibility of resumption of talks. Um, Lombardini stated they were willing to increase their offer on a few writer-specific TV minimums and willing to talk about AI, but they're not willing to engage on the preservation of the writer's room or success-based residuals. She did not indicate any willingness to address screenwriter issues, Appendix A issues, many of other proposals that remain on our list. And that is from Deadline, but quoted from the WGA themselves. And a lot of this has to do, so they're trying to break up like the writers and like separate them out from one another, mm -hmm. um, feature writers from television writers and whatnot. Um, so I, I, you've seen this going around, which is kind of beautiful, which is writers on Twitter, sadly, um, who are saying, I'm a TV writer who supports weekly pay for feature writers too. And then um, I'm a feature writer who wholeheartedly supports guaranteed minimum room size for TV staffing. Because as we've talked about before, um, the mini rooms, you know, where you, you know, writers are hired for like, you, whatever it is, like three weeks to break story on a bunch of episodes. And then the show doesn't even get made. And they're not even making the minimum to even get like basic protect, even to be WGA members in some, some cases. Um, so, so that's all happening. That's all breaking down now. I, there, there's more, obviously, because we've got the SAG strike. Um, SAG is continuing. And here is uh, f the other Fran, we'll call her, uh, <laughs> speaking, uh, I believe, with CNN about where they are stand when it comes to their negotiations. No progress? Oh, no. No, they're not speaking to us. So I don't know what that comment was that they want to seek a deal when you have to be able to negotiate and talk to the opposition to make a deal. This is not something that will be resolved with incremental changes. This is a holistic shift in contract that must occur because the business model has been changed so dramatically, and they have to understand that that's what it's going to take. Right, so it's... It's big. It's deep. It's not going to be, we'll talk about this, but not this, and eh, which is so funny, James. They're like... They're saying what they don't want to talk about. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it's just like, imagine going to a therapy session with your partner and being like, okay, but I'll talk about all these things, but I don't want to talk about how I definitely cheated on you with your friend. Is that cool? My mother is off limits. Yeah, my mother, yeah, my mother's off limits. <laughs> You're like, Whoa. no. Um, and so this is, so it's not just, obviously, when WGA started their strike, it seemed like, you know, they're writers. This is, they're not necessarily the faces of a lot of these productions mm -hmm. and we shall see. And it seemed shake a little shaky in the beginning. Now that SAG has joined them and they're whatever into the fourth or fifth week of their strike. Um, it feels like there's some real power yeah. behind well, this movement. And that's why yeah, it's divide right. and conquer time. That's why they're trying to pit, you know, mm -hmm. the WG, uh, SAG and the WGA against each other. And that's what right. kind of gives me some worry about all the like uh, waivers and because uh, I, I, I think it's got to be all or nothing, you know? Yeah. Solidarity. The waivers meaning like, yeah, I know Shonda Rhimes has a show that got a waiver to be able to go There's into production and she decided not to. Yeah. Are there? Yeah. And, you know, like in all capitalism, it's the very well-to-do people who are going to keep working and making things. Um, 
I don't know. It's complicated. I'm not as intelligent about it as some people, but <laughs> but it seems obvious well, no, to me. I... They're just trying to like fracture SAG because they know that that's what people are more aware of as the actors, you know, and yes, and, and SAG joining the strike terrified them finally, I think. And so now they're just trying to, you know, pick apart SAG and have actors fighting with each other about things like these waivers and, um, yeah, they're just trying to wait it out, and uh, I hope it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. People I mean, seem, I think what's crazy so, people seem to have resolve, so I am feeling good about that. Sorry, right? I think I'm feeling good about the resolve, I'm not feeling good about the timing. I mm -hmm. think this is going to be a very long fight because yes. I think, as Fran Drescher said, this is existential. There's a lot that needs to be addressed now, 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 and cannot wait. As we've talked about on the show with Paris Marks, um how much Hollywood's been techified uh, thanks to streaming and how much this is about returns on the, for the shareholders. This is about just endless growth, money, 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 mm -hmm. fuck everyone involved and all the workers. Um, another thing that is giving me some hope and to your point about like all the waivers and what about the rich people, all these A-listers are giving money. So mm -hmm. George Clooney and Amal Clooney, uh, Matt Damon, Leonardo DiCaprio, Hugh Jackman, the rock nicole kidman um benifer give gave a million dollars ryan reynolds and blake lively julia roberts schwarzenegger streep winfrey like all of these people are like it is finally liberal hollywood sort of being like all right but well, which side are you fucking right on? yeah no i mean we got oprah yeah, <laughs> yeah. look out <laughs> and but all of these people will be running for president at some point in our lifetimes <laughs> The Rock's been putting out floaters for years. Let's be honest. Now it's like, it's like <laughs> him and Gavin Newsom have both really want to be president. You can tell the entire mm -hmm. life. But yeah, like I, I, it's hard for me to say what is. You know, I'm not like a member of any of these unions. It's hard for me to kind of say, oh, this is the deal they should take. This is the deal they should make. But I definitely really like your point, James, about how it's very clear that they're going to be entering their next phase of okay, where can we fracture mm -hmm. the membership within the rank and file within WGA, SAG-AFTRA. Um, IATSE now might be in the mix as well. How can they cause fractures within that? Mm -hmm. And also how can they cause fractures through this uh, cross-union solidarity? Because they want to, yeah, they want to either put the top actors against the like lower, not lower tier, but like the actors who are still working to make it and aren't financially stable, mm -hmm. right? Same thing with the writer's rooms. They're trying to find what, how to break this type of solidarity. But what's nice and what's lovely to see is that while you have... I had um, some folks who've been on the pick and lines, Evan Mertzai, um, I had Adam Conover on one of my episode of Power Report too, so they've been like really vocal about these things. But at the same time, we have um, elites who are running these corporations and running these production companies who just see a line on a mm -hmm. spreadsheet and go, oh, AI will be cheaper than paying writers. And all of my tech friends and my venture capital friends who are in this like business world anyways, who are at my level of billionaires or millionaires, I respect them. They're saying that this is going to change the game. They're saying this is going to change the world. When we all know AI is pretty terrible, it's not, not really good. Right. It's very iterative product. Reliant like, on the same, real people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at the same time that that executive level is getting further and further out of touch with reality the rank and file are getting more in touch with that exactly like it's that point you Fred said friend which side are you on mm -hmm. they're really starting to get to that okay we need to hold down we need to support each other we need to provide solidarity because if we give on too many of these things or especially one of these big things mm -hmm. like ai or residuals then 
you give an they're already taking a mile even without them giving an inch. Right. So yes. they're just going to take as much as they can because this is you know rapacious capitalism. You know, it's so funny. Here's a little clip from someone who I thought would be like the shilliest shill shill of Hollywood, only because he's like presented at the Oscars, what like eight times or something like this. But here was Billy Crystal on the picket line, and here's what he had to say. Hi, I'm Billy Crystal. Um walking the line today in front of Paramount Studios in total solid solidarity with my SAG after brothers and sisters and also the Writers Guild. Um, so let's, let's stay strong. I think there's progress being made. Um, we have to stay optimistic and, and, and stay strong for what we believe in. This is too important. The world is changing. They have to change with us. So um, in other words, quoting a movie I was once in, we'll have what they're having. So corny, but true. That's Billy, baby. There you go, right, <laughs> Billy. But, it, you know, I mean, and to Dan's point, and, you know, it, it's exactly right. It is like endless growth. Yeah. It is just capitalist greed. Um, and it is, we must make more next year than this year. How we do that, get rid of all extras, yeah. you know, um, how we do that like make writer room smaller. Like it's them just being the worst people and having to like be worse and worse and worse and worse and worse every single year mm -hmm. as the content gets more and more and shittier and shittier. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to pivot because I thought that this is coming up and this is fascinating because as Dan, you mentioned, they're going to try and you guys both mentioned, they're trying to divide and conquer. So where are they looking? naturally because there's such a big market and there's so many creatives and 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 work out there they're going to south korea so netflix turns to south korea writers and crews as hollywood strikes but <laughs> they feel exploited too what a <laughs> yeah south korean actors and netflix want originals want better pay the company refuses to meet with their union now don't fuck around with the south korean union because <laughs> they're fucking militant you know like they they it's not like the u.s where we're like wow we're suddenly you know becoming conscious <laughs> has like a very active labor movement uh and they have for many many years it's great that now in the in the film industry they're having that but for example you know everyone needs to obviously remember squid game so actually and the the creator of squid game recent uh, uh, forfeited all of his intellectual property oh, rights nuts. all of his ideas yeah. in nut, nuts all of his uh no residuals no residuals on the this massively popular Biggest show, which show ever had Biggest show they've ever had. We don't even really know all the numbers, but apparently there was a leak at some point that showed that it, it cost about 21 million, all in, 21 million to make. And they made, or the value of Squid Game is $900 million. So like, and, and the stories out of South Korea are, I mean, it reminds us of some of the worst stories we heard from the crews of Ayatsi, mm -hmm. right? In terms of like, these like 40 hour or, or whatever, not 40 hour days, but like 20 hour days mm -hmm. where they're like driving home at three in the morning, blurry eyed and, yeah. um, you know, getting in car crashes, all this stuff. So it's global y'all it's global. That's all. <laughs> I, I, um, and then, and then if that weren't bad enough for the elites of this town guys, um, there, th there are hotel workers. Yeah. The double strike, this is according to the Washington Post, of course, or, you know, reported by them. Double strike. But in addition to that, 
hotel housekeepers, receptionists, and cooks held a three-day strike in early July over wages and benefits, and they've been intermittently striking since uh, since that time. Of course, something you'll not see on the picket lines in front of Paramount with Billy Crystal, though that'd be kind of tight because it'd be very interesting to watch. But here's what happened outside of, I believe, the Fairmont Hotel oh, yeah. just recently uh, when it came to those hotel workers uh, uh, striking. Here's what the Fairmont did. So that's a bunch of uh, dudes, men in black, so sort of like goons who should also be part of the union, yeah. but scabs really hired by this hotel, uh, trying to enforce their like little uh, black clad barricade on a bunch of, you know, like uh, hotel workers who were picketing on their line. So that's that's on the other side of town um, <laughs> where uh, Billy Crystal is not. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Uh, and then. Finally, final, 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 as if that, you know, weren't enough for our new mayor, Karen Bass. Girl, what you doing about this stuff? Um, city workers today, 11,000 Los Angeles city employees participating in a one day strike, including sanitation workers, Los Angeles International Airport employees, street services and, and their local SEIU 721 represents more than 98,000 county and city workers across Southern California. Why are you saying let's go, Dan, you city worker? Uh, no, but my parents are SEIU members. They both retired. They worked in school districts. So Hell I don't yeah. know if that's that same part of mm -hmm. the LA Union because suburb, not going to dox them. But <laughs> no, I... I, I Where do they live though? What's their SEIU number? Members. Five, five, five. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like I... I like to see... Because sometimes I feel like... I, at least I get this sort of sense or worry that... Oh, of course we're talking about the writers' guild strikes and SAG after strikes because we're Hollywood adjacent, I guess. Especially um, friend, I being in LA, I'm not sure where you are, James. Not going to talk. Glendale, so but, Hollywood uh, adjacent. Okay, so, so so we're all so we're all out, so we're all out here, right? But like, I also like to see that hey, when the Teamsters were striking, they were honoring the WGA picket lines. When you had earlier, you had the teacher strike going on as well, and DSA and LA did a really good job of supporting the teacher strikes. The teams should strike pretty much everything that's going around right now so yeah. what you're getting is again usually you get kind of depressing news and that video over there was not really great to see uh how far these hotels will go mm -hmm. just to um protect capital and protect property against protesters who are doing nothing yeah but it, it's great to see all types of workers from all types of industries from all different walks of life working together and seeing or even if they're not like directly working together understanding the inherent solidarity that is holding back your labor yeah. so that you can get better material results than you're currently getting and frankly what we what people deserve to be getting for the work Absolutely. they're putting in uh final 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 thing i just just as we were like starting i just saw this headline of graph uh visual effects artists and workers are now wanting to form their own union uh, and under IATSE, uh, so like the crew workers union. So this is for apparently more than 50 onset employees who work in visual effects 
are filing a petition to have Ayatsi host an election as early as August 21. And I'm like, guys, slow down. Like, you got to build, you know, some Jane McAlevey, like, you know, labor analysis. You got to wait before the election, I think, maybe. Although you can still form it. So you got enough to form it. Hell, go for it. Is, is this the same as the Marvel one? I believe so, yes. These are all workers who've worked on Marvel films. So this is, again, like, and we're going to get to it, but at a time when, like, you know, AMPTP and these CEOs are trying to use workarounds. They're trying to be like, well, we can just CG everything. We can just use visual effects to like, you know, make AI look better or steal this person's image. Now those workers who are being, of course they're being overworked. Of course they are, um, are saying, hey, hang on, hang on. If there was a time to do a labor action and to form a union, maybe now is a really good time. Mm -hmm. But th that's what you don't get, Francesca, because all these CEOs, the reason why they get paid millions and millions of dollars is because they can do VFX and they can act and they can yeah, write. So super they're gonna, creative. They're going to roll up their... <laughs> They're gonna roll up their sleeves yeah. and just, you know, be a one-person show. <laughs> every story will be David Zaslav animated series. Yeah, every story will be just a, a, a sad tale about a beleaguered, beleaguered billionaire. <laughs> like every totally, it'll be like it'll be like Robert Reich's drawings, except for you know Zaslav like drawing. It was like, and then <laughs> on ESPN this weekend there was the, literally the Microsoft Excel spreadsheet, like competitive spreadsheeting, and like I feel like that's the only thing Zaslav could do. There's competitive spreadsheeting. I swear to God, yeah. patriarchy is. Uh, they make nothing. Is, is they create nothing. They create nothing. No, they, they create money for their shareholders, yep. and that's it. But um, let's move on, because this is fascinating, you guys. Um, speaking of many people in the entertainment industry who want to form unions and who want to fight for better wages and better treatment in the workplace, reality television stars okay. are asking for theirs. Finally, after decades of being exploited, We've all heard the horror stories. We've we've heard about what goes on. And we also know that at a time of mass striking, when it comes to, you know, writers and actors, the one thing that executives like can lean on and want to lean on is reality mm. television. Hey, these aren't actors. We don't got to pay them shit. That's when it blew well, up, is... right? Last strike. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it looks like it's not happening now uh, in the way that it was. Um, so here is a little snippet from... Two contestants, former contestants from season two of Love is Blind on Netflix. And they are speaking to More Perfect Union that produced this video. And uh, one of them is actually filing a lawsuit uh, against Netflix for their treatment on the show. So take a look. They're trying to make and a product they're trying to sell. And we are the raw materials that they're crafting to create that product. And they're. Okay, first of all, raw materials in like the first few seconds, like this is some real deep Marxist shit from a former reality show contestant. Just like, like tell me that the casting agents not kicking themselves for for actually like choosing intelligent people. Um, here we go. There are no regulations or guidelines about how they can treat the raw material to create that final product. This whole entire experiment is designed to break you down to your most unhealed and most damaged version of yourself so that they can exploit you for free labor, essentially, or labor at $7.14 an hour, which is what you break down the amount of hours and what we made, that's what you make per hour. Filed a lawsuit against Kinetic and Netflix on behalf of Love is Blind cast members and Ultimatum cast members 
in the summer of 2022, alleging that they violated California labor law. The way that these production companies have been getting around labor laws is they have been classifying cast members as contract employees. If an employer does not have control over where they work, how they work, or their means of production, that's a contract laborer. But these production companies control all of that. In fact, they control it far more than any normal employer. And if it's true that we should have been full-time employees, all of a sudden, all of these protections come into play, right? Meal breaks, rest breaks, overtime pay, all of these things come into play, all of which were violated. Interestingly enough, because you're there to find love, okay? Not eat food. But you're right. I think the contestants should own the means of seduction. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That is our cold open. Here we go. While they classified us as contract laborers in the contract, they filed W-2s on our behalf oh. to the IRS. Sons of wow, bitches. Lied to us or they lied to the IRS about our classification as full-time employees. Within a week of the lawsuit being filed and some of the media attention going out about it, I had 50 to 60 cast members from all sorts of shows, all reaching out to me and thanking me for pushing this forward. Mm. So there you have it. Um, there, he is, they're getting, they're getting woke y'all. They are, they are getting ready. I didn't watch the um, show, but that guy should win. <laughs> he should win all the love yeah um he gets all the love in my book no one of the dudes actually was the not a winner but he did find love i guess and and whatnot but so here's more about the uh the the lawsuit um the contestant on the second season of netflix's love is blind reality series is suing the streamer and the show's producers charging them in a string of labor law violations including fostering inhumane working conditions paying cast members less than minimum wage Hartwell's lawsuit seeks unpaid wages plus financial compensation for a missed meal breaks and rest periods, plus unspecified monetary damages for unfair business practices and civil penalties for labor code violations. Um, producer of the show, this is according to the lawsuit, quote, intentionally underpaid cast members deprived them of food, water, sleep, plied them with booze and cut off their access to personal contacts and most of the outside world. This is like the worst fucking basic training camp like this is yeah. the shit they do in the army they this made cast members hungry for social connections and altered their emotions and decision making said attorney chantal payton of payton employment law la based firm that's representing hartwell so hartwell is one of the guys you saw in that in that video i mean let's go i i've gotten the pleasure to meet former people who are on these like love dating reality shows and also people who used to work on the production mm -hmm. and uh this matches with everything i've heard before that not only are they liquoring up and trying to exploit as much as possible the contestants on the show who actually tend to be pretty bright they're just trying to you know make it in hollywood the best way they can which is on your looks of course and then on the other side you have in addition to like these producers and directors who are just wildly exploitative incredibly drunk will do things like that like the whole treat them as contract employees file with the irs as w-2s <laughs> that could get them like looked at for tax fraud yeah. in addition yeah. to being paid what they said an effective seven dollars 25 cents an hour minimum wage to be put in 
basically an underpaid cult for attractive people, right? Like, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, you're separate from your family, like all that stuff. It's the yeah worst boot camp ever. Like, it's so funny because they. It, it, what's so fucked up about it too is like, the producers treat the cast kind of the way that like they want us to see them, you know. And I did say that like they fucked up. They hired an intel intelligent guy, and you're right. <laughs> The and the hot people can also be intelligent, um, and it's thank it, you. And it, yeah, James, um, and and it is true because it, it the way we watch reality, it's almost like um, they deserve this awful like you know um, social experiment petri dish show because they're hot, so punish them, and they also like. They're like thirsty to be famous, so fuck them. And and like, you know, it's almost like that's also kind of how they are portrayed in posts, like in the edit, in everything on how they are, mm -hmm. why people like digest it. It's like they're hot. Oh, yeah. And then they're rich. A lot of them. Right. Especially if it's like housewives or whatnot or the Kardashians. And it's like, so fuck it. All all bets are off. Um, but in this case and in a lot of these cases, no, they're not rich. Mm -hmm. And you're totally right. They're like regular ass people even though they say they're like, you know, consultants with like a, like a fucking management firm. It's like, we know you're not that dude. you're way too hot for that job. You're trying to be an actor. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah. the 15 year old who rents uh, a exotic cars to start his own firm. For sure. yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. No, but I, I love that they're actually trying to, um, like tr going after what's theirs. I mean, the other thing is, this is crazy, but apparently in their contracts for Love is Blind, if they left the show before the show was done filming, mm -hmm. like if they just walked off, they'd have to pay $50,000 in damages. They signed that. Damages. <laughs> wow, that's, well, yeah. Well, but if, They're exploitable just... and expendable, but also $50,000 in damages. That's yeah, this right. is the it's... reason we're seeing mass strikes. Everyone's got the boot on their neck in this country. Everyone is exploited in every job, in every area. Yes, including children. Let's move to it. <laughs> boo, boo, boo. Kids are being exploited. Yay. All right. <laughs> Yay! Um, How else will we prepare them to have the traumas that we then air out on a reality TV right. show? Listen, it's all about the circle oh, of life. Yeah, oh this God. is the You're new so show. Nice. That's and then those who aren't true. cute enough to do that just end up being the uh, behind the scenes folks, and then they can be exploited in the unions. It's all yeah. good. <laughs> circle of life. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like like these executives go, like Lombardini is going to the like the the hog plants. <laughs> And telling the kids, like, <laughs> like, just you wait. This is going to be perfect for a show if you grow up to be hot enough. And keep all um, your lens. But like cut out the middleman. Don't wait for them to grow up. Just throw a camera on them right where they are uh, in some in industrial settings right now and film them. So let's talk it's about it. It's called Canary in the Coal Mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you have to get their parents to sign off sure. on it. But their parents need the money yeah. um so this was a, a couple weeks ago but uh like the huff post is reporting that a third teen worker and i'm sure there are many more since and before has been killed in an industrial accident and states try as states try to loosen child labor laws so this 16 year old boy died in mississippi and that was after two other minors died on the job in missouri and wisconsin now in this in sorry uh uh, uh 
this kid in Mississippi was 16, died in a poultry plant, a, a Marjack poultry plant. Um, he was cleaning the machinery as part of the sanitation crew and became trapped in the equipment on a conveyor belt. Ugh. And he died. Now, if you're wondering, this kid is, he is Guatemalan. He moved here six years ago. And I largely, a lot of these states are lowering the age of uh, working age in order to exploit the most vulnerable kids, which happen to be new arrivals, migrants, whatnot. But two other kids that this article is referring to, those are white yep. kids. White <laughs> kids from Wisconsin, a guy named Michael Schulz, a guy, a boy named Michael Schulz, who was 16, attempted to unjam a wood stacking machine and became pinned under the machinery on a conveyor belt. There we go. Ugh. Will Hampton, 16, poor kid, died in Missouri, uh, Lee's Summit, Missouri, after becoming injured while working at a Lee's Summer Summit Resource Recovery Park landfill. So whatever, sanitation. She's working at a landfill. The sophomore in high school became pinned between a tractor trailer rig and its trailer. Mm. So like, God. this shit is wild. Like these industrial, because these aren't... <laughs> What greatest country in the world? I just yeah, it's a beautiful country. Uh, we love children. Yeah, I mean, gotta protect have them. more of them so they can die in a like on a conveyor belt. Oh my god! Like how many it, kids have died at drag shows over the last years? Just hundreds, I'm sure. Countless. Yeah. I mean, truly. <laughs> it's just the idea that they they hire them specifically because they're smaller mm -hmm. and so they can fit into the crawl spaces of these machines. So that apparently they're not even thinking to turn off because God forbid they turn off the machines while they're being repaired because you could lose like thirty five right. cents of revenue. Cheaper to kill a kid. No, no, yeah. no. But it's straight up <laughs> yeah. though, right? Like that's exactly Insurance. right. Insurance. Yeah. Absolutely. Like why are, isn't there an immediate shut off or like like you? I don't know shit about shit, but I do know if I stick my hand in an elevator door, it's not going to close on it. Mm. Like, is that not basic practice? Well, rich people use else? elevators. So. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. So, of course, every time you talk about ch children working, and especially 16, right? Mm -hmm. What happens? Some fucking boomer or Gen Xer <laughs> or just, like, person who hates life. Yeah. Um, not that there's any correlation, I hate, but I hate life. Exactly. We hate life too. <laughs> it's always like, I had my first job at 16. It's important. It teaches good work ethic. Like, no, 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 no. I absolutely not. That is like, yeah, man, I fucking worked at a crate and barrel. Okay. Yeah. You know, I wasn't like <laughs> blowing the glass. Right. <laughs> it, I wasn't working in the factories of crate and barrel. I was like, you know, doing a bad job at the register, okay? Um, like, there's a difference between being a lifeguard for a summer yeah. and fucking working these industrial jobs. Yeah, and being surrounded by thinking. animal bones. Yeah, it's not, it's not the same shit. I, I, no, I swept not... up at the local drugstore when I was in middle school. I wasn't uh, sticking my head in a cauldron of molten lava. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so obviously these are all workarounds. They're disgusting, and it's it's the same excuse as always, um, which is there's a labor shortage. Even though we're experiencing like an incredible like um, employment numbers, uh, uh, Bidenomics really working out for everyone. Do not criticize Biden on my show, um, but in Wisconsin, which is one of one of where one of these kids actually did die, um, lawmakers are now advocating lowering the age to serve a little bit less industrial of a job, serve alcohol in bars and restaurants 
uh, to 14. Now, right now, apparently at 16, <laughs> kids can serve. Uh, no, it, I believe it's 18 or 16. Let's see. Bars? Okay, you have to. Yes, 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 yes. You bars. can work at a restaurant at 14, but for bars, they're saying it could be six as low as young as four imagine being served a cocktail by a fucking 14 year old <laughs> are we past the statute on limitations for this because that was my first job <laughs> <laughs> bar in a bar i mean i mean i rest no no no, I know, no, no. so it, it was yeah. a it was a local annual event oh, that happens okay. and there would be people who would uh volunteer but we'd get paid essentially to usually do shirts and concessions and things like mm. that but there were some places where the beer was sold at the concession stand right and they just didn't do the right thing so uh yeah i, I how did still that make like you tecate. feel getting an i don't like tecate to this to this day i don't <laughs> like tecate at all I, of course we took a sip but like <laughs> no no re real talk i i don't on a broad level a we should be working towards having it so people can have living wages off of these jobs and they say oh well you're just a high schooler you don't need a living wage you, you, you're not helping your argument when people say that but we also I, I think maybe this is the hottest take we just kind of over glorify things like alcohol in this country that um are readily available and that we kind of don't mind having minors around sometimes that can be like very destructive and there's all these different drunk driving incidents and things like that so i would feel a lot more comfortable if we had okay if you can't drink it, maybe you shouldn't serve it. Yeah. Like, like that, that seems like yeah. a really fair. Well, I am a bar connoisseur. That's the way I say it. But um, yeah, yeah. not at the meetings. But I am a bar connoisseur. You pass the bar. <laughs> and I would be just imagine you're coming off a long, hard day of manual labor before you go home to the kids. You just want to, you know, you want your Sam Malone to tell your troubles to, and it's a 16 year old kid. It's it's it ruined. <laughs> this is the degradation of bars in this country is not talked about enough. They, yeah, this is a they terrible can't small, idea. A fourteen-year-old, yeah, a fourteen-year-old can't small talk. Right about like going, yeah, I dated yeah. a girl in middle school once too. <laughs> Reminds me of her. Like what? <laughs> yeah, well, it takes a drag off a candy cigarette. <laughs> Yeah, man. Life's rough. I get it. Well, I, I crushed up some sweet tarts when I come snow with me in the back. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I would, first of all, I, I'm sorry, but I don't trust a 14 year old to mix my cocktail, number one. And I'm not, I know we're not necessarily talking about mixing. We're just talking about like, like serving. But also, okay, let me just, here's an, a different angle on this. These are largely red states where they are so fucking focused on, yes, drag shows or somehow transgender people living a god their goddamn lives, somehow they, they are victimizing and targeting children and sexualizing kids. Now, let me ask you, what's one of the jobs in which you get sexually harassed more than any other job? Yeah, yeah being a waitress, mm -hmm. especially a cocktail waitress, especially serving people drinks, especially is, in the middle of the country especially underage yeah <laughs> so i'm just saying like these are the same states that are like yeah we should lower the age it doesn't matter go ahead i mean wisconsin whatever arguably a swing state I'm like oh cool 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 so you're gonna have like little kids sir it's just so bad it's so we're good i started comedy in chicago i know wisconsin it's a dangerous place for kids to work 
the amount of drinking and fighting that goes on and cheese and yeah cheese. Uh, yeah. Um, that being said, yeah, Chuck E. Cheese and Chuck E. Cheese in the Midwest is actually just like Waffle House Jr. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is. Learn them young. I I will say Wisconsin has the Wisconsin Old Fashioned, which is probably one of my favorite drinks, yeah, which like is just an old fashioned, but with brandy. So, Ooh. if a fourteen-year-old, a a, it's a, it's sweeter, <laughs> it's expensive, but it's sweeter. Uh. It's Hen man, if someone gave if a 14-year-old gave me Hennessy in a glass, <laughs> I'd have to drink it, like just out of respect. Um so maybe in Europe. Yeah, exactly. Uh anyway, um what's this country come to? It's all gallows humor. Let's move on <laughs> to our final segment. Let's let's wrap this up with arguably lighter news, which is our former president <laughs> maybe going to jail. Mm. Maybe be going to jail uh this week of course the third and not final <laughs> but third and arguably biggest uh criminal indictment came down on trump uh with four charges conspiracy to violate rights uh 10 years in prison if convicted conspiracy to defraud the united states five years in prison if convicted uh three and four counts are corrupt obstruction of an official proceeding and conspiracy to commit that crime and both of them are punishable by up to 20 years in prison so i'm I'll look i'm not good at math but that's pretty much the rest of this mfers life um if any amount of i mean god even if five years, even if two years were implemented, hell, who knows? Although hate really does is kind of uh, the fountain of youth, apparently. <laughs> but so Donald Trump was charged. And I want to know, you guys, what's going to happen? This is my sources say. OK, I don't know if you guys had a chance to read any of the indictment. Uh, I was like. I was like not as into this one to be honest with you. Like I kind of like the class classified documents one was like really much of more of a page turner. This one was like slightly sleepy. Although one of my favorite moments from the indictment is uh, apparently so he's talking. Trump is talking to the Secretary of State in Georgia, and he's like, "You got to look at this link. There's a State Farm Arena video." Um, and this is when he talks about one of the election workers, and uh, it, this says. Um, uh, he used her name almost 20 times, falsely referring to her as a, quote, professional vote scammer and hustler. Um, in response, the Georgia Secretary of State refuted this, quote, you're talking about it, the State Farm video, and I think it's extremely unfortunate um, that co-conspirator one, which is Rudy Giuliani, uh, Giuliani or his people, they sliced and diced that video and took it out of context. When the Georgia Secretary of State then offered a link to a video that would disprove uh, Giuliani's state claims the defendant, Trump, responded, I don't care about a link. I don't need it. I have a much much better link <laughs> that's my favorite i got a better link <laughs> it's a sausage link uh, pulls out of his pocket yeah, exactly <laughs> <Ba -da -ba. laughs> so good so anyway guys apparently the road the, the 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 path is being cleared for this case to kind of move as mo as expediently as possible a lot of people think it won't be wrapped bef even before the election, but it it may very well be wrapped before the election. Um, Dan, what do your sources say? 
my source is a little bit being in the music world. I, I know that it's a little bit that kind of biased, but you know, this summer we had these big multi-city, multi-state tours from Beyonce and Taylor Swift. This fall is for the fuckboys. It's going to be Drake and Donald Trump going on tour around the country conveniently so that Donald Trump can make all of his cases for the rest of the next like five or six months and hit all of those things. Now, I remember someone said uh, there was like a listing on MSNBC of all the different cases that Trump's going to have to have before 2024, the election. And it's like, oh, God, he's going on tour. He's going to be hitting every <laughs> single city. The arena is going to be closed down. Uh, hide your daughters. Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, if only he could fill SoFi. Like, he couldn't fill, like, I don't fuck. He couldn't fill, like, a few boxes at SoFi. You know what I mean? That's what Drake's for. Okay. (laughs) It's true. That's true. I don't think, does Kendrick fill SoFi? I guess he can. Oh, oh, yeah. I've been to to Kendrick at SoFi, and I've been to Kendrick at, I'm still going to call it Staples Center. Not going to call it Crypto. And he filled both, yeah. Well, Kendrick, yeah. But Drake? Oh, Drake? I don't I guess Drake's I big. Know. I don't know. I don't fucking I'm know, sure but I'm going to Beyonce early September. Love it's going to be amazing. Um, I like that. So he's going to basically go on this. Obviously, it's got to be a fundraising tour. Mm. Um, and, of course, he's not being held until his trial because we only do that to poor criminals. Um, so there you have it. I like that. He's going on tour. He is definitely going to be on tour. Do you think he's going to be convicted um, and sentenced before the election? And if he is, what will the sentence or conviction be? I'm holding my hat most on the Atlantic case. Yeah, just because okay. of all the election things that are going on, that seems like to be the most clear cut. There's the, um, the, the, the weakest link or the strongest link. I don't know. Shout out to that old game <laughs> show. There's that that he was talking about just now. There's the find me 11,000 votes, yeah. that, that perfect phone call situation. Yes, yes, like, yes. There's just a lot of stuff that, it's the right, right mix of, okay, Eugene Carroll, it's very tabloidy, it's very saucy, but, like, it doesn't really relate to his job in office. Um, the January 6th stuff, you know, like you said, it's a little bit of a drier read. This is, like, they have phone calls, they have Republicans who are even telling him to tap the brakes. I think that's going to be a harder one for him to get out of. And mm. if they can just keep that in a speedy pace, yeah, like, please express lane these uh, court cases. Definitely. Fast I, pass. I, I, yeah, I think, honestly, we should be a little bit more liberal with the um, <laughs> hold presidents accountable and hold leaders accountable in this country. Yeah. Uh, but hell yeah, yeah we I, do. Fuck. I, I want to I want to believe like just rationally. <laughs> You're the mold. What if we throw. Okay, okay here, here's here's what I was saying. What if we throw Joe Biden in jail also? Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like, put him just out of like he could do a little bit of the time. Like whatever Trump has to do, Biden has to do like half the time or like a third. third. I would throw Hillary. I would throw Obama. <laughs> I would throw like I, yeah. I I I call up Powell and I'd be like, "Hey man, you got to take one for the team." Like I, I, I don't care. But like even that situation, even in that situation, Donald Trump would just bring Mitch McConnell to the stand and he would just like go oh for like four months straight and stall the process just like he did by annoying with uh getting a Supreme Court justice. Like, so like I. Donald Trump is, it's wild. I just, he is the Trump card, the X, like, thing, uh, X factor in the law, as I understand mm-hmm. it, as a viewer. And so, yeah, he is the X factor. That is exactly right. And it does. serious cases, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I can't confidently say that he's going to do a perp walk anytime soon. Right, 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 right. James, how, where you stand on all this? 
Uh, well, my sources say he will never see a jail cell because immediately after sentencing, he will eat 12 Big Macs, one for every disciple from his favorite book, the Bible. And uh, then, then he will shit himself to death on camera. And uh, I'm, choosing only... I'm choosing to be hopeful. See, that's way better than jail to me. Like, <laughs> it, like he could, sh you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, it's like not real justice, but it is like street it's justice. Cosmic, it's him yeah. just shitting himself on camera. Um, <laughs> I do like this juicy. I diaper. do think. Yeah. Oh God! Instead of house. It's true. No, I change juicy diapers all the time. Are you kidding me? When I um, see him from photos of him from behind, he looks like he has a giant full diaper. He does. Well, that dump truck's gonna blow any day now. And when it no, does, so much in that we'll, trash compactor. You really can. You. It's his his uh, his diaper is like a, a bathroom trash can. You know, you just keep on putting shit in it and putting shit in it. You're like, let's keep going. Full, full circle. That's why the trash can workers need a union. The trash people, that's, yes. why, that's why you need to unionize because look, look at what happens yeah. when they do a work stoppage. That, yeah. That's like 50 years of work stoppage. Someone that. needs to empty the president. <laughs> God. This, this is what the viewers came for. <laughs> Donald Trump's. Sorry, Fran. I mean, I'm, I, first of all, Big I believe, I believe that we need to goad him into showing us his undies. I've said this before in the damage <laughs> report many times, hashtag show us the undies. It's a hashtag. Therefore it is real and it will be a campaign. Um, I think he's going to get some time. I think he's going to get time. I don't think it's going to be five years. I think it could be like two with like, you know, I don't know what, like some sort of like community service. He's going to, he's going to be in a hairnet people. He's going to. There's going to be some soup kitchen work. He's going to be in a hairnet. Um, I still don't think that will prevent him from holding office. Yeah. And it certainly won't prevent him from being potentially elected president again. Because if it, you can imagine, it doesn't matter if they bar him from holding office. If he wins yeah. the electoral college. Uh, no time fucking yeah. what would january 6th will be absolutely insane uh i mean we no, let us do compared... it in the courthouse i'd like to do the entire thing in the courthouse. yeah but if he wins mark my words i'll be on the streets too and i will have my folding chair and we will go let's go baby um <laughs> you guys that has been the show dan evans thank you so much for joining me where can people find you in your work streaming power report live at nine eastern six pacific pm on thursdays um usually have great guests on there so check that out and then you can just go to dan from the .net for all of my links i used to be like there's three shows i do go to all these different places here's one go to that place for everything um i'll see you there hell yeah thank you so much dan and james what about you um you can find all my info at jamesfritzcomic.com um, I got a show in the beautiful Glendale this Friday. Um, Hell yeah. If anybody wants to come through. Where at? The Glendale Room. Easy to remember. Go to the Glendale Room on Friday, everybody. Yeah. Um, and uh, thank you so much for being here. Everybody check out James. And thank you guys for sticking around. Thank you for your comments and your super chats and all your love. Um, Christo Stefan on YouTube says, next on the agenda, children's labor union, every minor is automatically part of, if not part of an existing union. Yeah. I mean, we fought of, there's a, there was a labor movement to eliminate child labor. Um, mindless moon child friend in the communist red, lol, indeed, the labor red. 
Um, they call me Tim710 on Twitch. Oh my God, Franny. My wife and I love you. Sending love back. KP, that's too long of a tweet. What have you done, Elon? Oh God, don't get me started talking about uh, Bill Maher's tweet. Like, I don't want to What the fuck is the point of Twitter? It's short thing. If you need to say a lot, you do it in a thread. Okay. Um, I mean, don't get me to truth. This is going to get me to truth social, honestly. Lenny Power, solidarity with all striking workers. I mean, if workers really want to get down proper, we should unite like the Montgomery heroes and whoop bosses' asses. I love that. Um, Gen X Uncle Key on YouTube. Barbie hits 1 billion sales in two weeks. At the same time, a studio exec says, we're poor and can't afford to pay you. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm glad I saw it, but also low-key, I was like, I feel a little dirty supporting uh, this kind of production right now, um, giving, you know, given everything that's going on. Um, David Ryan on YouTube, I was a production assistant on a major network show back in 2000. It's a non-union job. I work 12 to 18 hours on my feet in a typical day. I still have nerve damage. TV and film is demanding work. Oh, God. Thank you for sharing your experience. And And no, no, no. Like, I know someone who was working on a shoot in the heat and suffered a heat stroke, a literal heat stroke, and it deeply impaired his ability to speak. Like, and I, yes, he did get like money to for, and I believe there was a lawsuit, but like, that's how they treat people. You will work those hours in this heat outside. I mean, it's good. There's a fucking strike right now in this massive heat wave that waves and waves and waves that are moving across the country. Um, because, Shit like that happens all the time. They don't care about their crew. They don't care about their writers. They don't care about the actors. Um, and of course, the production assistants and the crew will be the first ones that, you know, are on sort of the chopping block that they they allow to suffer. So I'm really glad that there's a lot of class, 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 cross class solidarity out there. Um, let's see. Uh Dank Ferrick mom. Oh my God. The amount of times I had to grin and bear harassment when serving alcohol. It got worse. The more they drank, not cool for teen girls to have to deal with that. Amen. And Hef, thank you so much for your super chat says teen tender served the rum and Coke in a cereal bowl. Okay. That sounds kind of cool. All right. All right. I, I look, I like where, whatever that is and whatever that was. I, I used to drink Southern comfort and Coke as a 16 year old. Yeah. I said it's SoCo and Coke baby. Um, Never said I was a classy 16-year-old. Uh, but if I were working at a bar, I would have probably died. <laughs> like, I would have had alcohol poisoning a million times. Uh, Camperman5000, thank you for being a member, everybody. If you want to be a member of this show, you get watchback privileges on all the old Bonus Bish episodes. Um, so definitely support this show on YouTube as well. Camperman5000, hey, Donnie, show us your legal briefs. Love it. And Grandma T-Bone on youtube love my first fran show hey bienvenidos but with that guys let's let's uh let's do this let's thank all the new patrons and all the people all the patrons at ten dollars or more all the new twitch subs um this is the fart song <laughs> Thank you so much to Superman Mustache for update for editing your pledge and upping it. You're amazing. That means so, 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 so much. Big, big love to you. Thank you to LaVon Jackson, to Chase, also for becoming patrons at $10 or more. 
the big tippers. I don't believe we have any, but if you want to tip, Cash App at TBR Live and Venmo TBR Dash Live. Uh, let me... Yeah. You got to set a tip. Otherwise, I'm going to cry. Um, over to Twitch. Thank you so much to Elocher for tweeting, for uh, cheering 10 bits. And thank you, Crazy, for subscribing with Prime. And for Minimud1991 for subscribing with Prime, as well as one of three. I don't know if I had shouted you out before. And thank you so much, everybody. <laughs> uh, Paige Omek, our producer, Maximilian Inhoff, and Andy Vasoyan, our editor. We stream every Tuesday and Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. And remember, y'all. Oh, remember. I'll be at the Punchline in San Francisco with Matt Lieb on Tuesday, October 17th. Get your tickets. I forgot to announce that. Get your tickets. Uh, we'll put the link in the description right now. Um, and remember to fight the power, to fuck the patriarchy, and to not just bitch about it, but be about it. Goodbye.